Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to Droid Life Show today, episode 168. It is uh, Friday, March 16th. I'm your host, Kellen. would be Tim. Tim's at. Hey, guys. What up, thugs? Tim here. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the inside joke to start the story. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's Friday. Um, on the show, we want to... Uh, well, we'll talk a little bit more about the Galaxy S9. So last week we got the S9 for the first time. I shared some thoughts. Tim now has one. I've had mine for a week. We've got Gal. We're swimming in S9s. We want to just talk about some thoughts. I'm, I'm interested to hear what Tim has to say uh, after spending most of the week with one. Because uh, today is actually S9 launch day. You can buy the S9. Like you walk into a store and get one today. If you pre-ordered one, you should have had one by now. Um, so yeah, we'll talk more about that. We're leading up to that review next week. Uh, so in other news, though, Android Wear is whoosh, no more. Android Wear is done. So we want to talk about what's happening there. There's new G7, U12 rumors. Essential got 8.1. S8's got an Oreo. There's Google Home updates. There's all sorts of random uh, devices launching and pre-ordering and stuff like that. We want to catch you all up on. And then, of course, we're going to end it with trivia. Trivia. Trivia back. Trivia back for the uh, third week in a row. Whoa. And uh, we will uh, we'll have prizes again. Yes, we will. So uh, for those of new, don't know what I'm talking about with trivia, at the end of the last three shit, well, this will be the third in a row, uh, we've done a little bit of trivia, just a five se- question, uh, a series of five questions. And uh, we go to the chat, the live chat on YouTube. So you have to tune in live on YouTube when we do this. And uh, we ask questions and you answer them and then you potentially win prizes. So uh, it went pretty well the last couple of weeks. So we're going to try it again and hopefully no one gets too mad if they, uh, they're... Uh, they uh, don't win. Uh, either way, it's fun. So uh, let's start with the uh, the Galaxy S9s, though. So, I mean, we've each got... Eh, just lean over here. I mean, I've got S9 Plus and S9. Look and you, you got go. S9 Plus. And we're, and we're all that purple, too. I'm, I got a case on mine. So I'm, I'm blacked out. Ooh, case. <laughs> I'm going to be doing it. cases. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, uh, better safe than sorry, right? So I've been... Like on these glass phones, I'm like, eh, if I can find a really thin case that kind of fits the phone well, I've just been, I've been rocking them. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm the guy that, I know you probably can't see that. But, oh, yeah, you can almost, right. Oh, there it was. Right, right there. Uh-huh. Look at that scratch. I uh, somehow put the nastiest scratch on a phone I have ever put on this uh, S9 Plus. I, I don't know how I did it, but I did. So, yes, protection is a, is a good thing. Although I don't know that I could go glass screen protector. That would just... No, can't do that. Maybe. A lot of people do it. I don't know if I, I, don't know if I could. Uh, before we get going, Riggs in the chat just asked, Kellen, how you feel about that dunk LeBron did on your Blazers? <laughs> did you see that dunk last oh, night? Oh, in the world saw that dunk. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, Le- we- LeBron murdered Nurkic. We, it's fine. We, we laid him to rest today. It was uh, one, It's probably the dunk of the year, I would say. For sure. But we got the W. That's true. We did get that W 11 in a row. Go Blazers. Uh, Anyway, so yeah, we have have S9s. We've been playing with them, testing them, doing whatever. Um, We'll have a camera comparison hopefully early next week. Camera comparison? Camera shootout? Yeah. Okay. Oh, absolutely. Uh, And then review shortly after that. Tips and tricks still coming too. We've got lots of stuff to do with them. We just, I think we've just been trying to absorb all that is the S9 before we just start spouting off stuff and and uh not letting you guys know like our true thoughts so anyway um why don't you just talk about your experience with the uh S- last week i shared that i was a little bored uh okay. I, let's see if you're uh let's see, let's see if your your feelings are any different 
Well, for this, I'll take off the case uh, just so I can, you know, really get, kind of, about yeah, it, yeah. get my thoughts going. I'll dust it off here with the old polisher because this phone constantly needs that. This thing is a complete fingerprint magnet front and back. Gorgeous phone. So I've got the S9 Plus. Display is great. So far from, from what I've seen with the camera, uh, which isn't much because we've had some pretty crappy weather here in Portland, So, which is why I haven't done the camera shootout. Like yesterday was just nothing but rain. So I really haven't been able to get out there. I'm hoping to do that this weekend. Um, so far, the experience is good. Uh, last week, I discussed my, my wants and my desire to really get down on some AR emoji. Uh, later to find out that AR, AR emoji kind of sucks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. It's not that impressive. So, you know, you take a selfie and then it basically just overlays your face with a digitized version of it. And then you can choose if you want a few of like the more humanistic characteristics, if that's even a thing. Um, so like my facial hair, like I could, you could add it kind of subtly makes it kind of transparent on the emoji, which makes it a bit more lifelike, which is very helpful for me because if I did not use the facial hair, uh, it just doesn't even look like me. It's, I will say like it's a very much, more handsome version of myself and like i wish i looked more like this emoji but uh nevertheless you can see it up on my twitter it's my avatar because why wouldn't i want to present a better looking version of myself to the world so aer emoji is not all that great and you know that's one of the marquee features so already right off the bat there nothing too crazy going on um uh, what else is different from last year we've got the dual stereo speakers those are good. I've been playing my games, watching my videos. Everything sounds really good, so that's a plus. Uh, again, the dual cameras haven't really got into them too much. The pictures I have taken, though, seem pretty impressive. Um, I know always, like, whenever I take a picture, especially on a Galaxy phone, I'll take the picture. They look freaking super detailed, crisp, and awesome on the phone, but then I'll port them over to my desktop or put them up on Instagram, and they just don't really have that same pop. I don't know, maybe that's just the display and then it goes through the Instagram or Snapchat's, you know, downgrading of the image, who knows. But so far, kind of like Kellen, I guess I'm a little underwhelmed just because it is so much like last year's phone, but it's a good phone. I'm getting good battery life. The software has gotten better over the years, but it's still not, you know, great. It's not Pixel 2 XL or Pixel 2 awesomeness. Like, I mean, there's just so many things you have to dive through when you're first setting up the phone. You have to go through 10 minutes of tutorials or skip tutorials. And then every new thing that you do on the phone, say you have always display on, you put the home button on the lock screen or the always on display to unlock the phone. It has to go through a tutorial with that. Um, Even on the always on display, if you want to see the notifications, you have to go through a tutorial for that. Even the process of disabling Bixby, because we all know out of the box, I don't want to use it. You got to go through 10 minutes of tutorials and before skip that you can un- before yeah. you can disable it. So, and even when you disable it, you still got to pinch the home screen, swipe over, uncheck that box for the Bigsby home thing going on. It's just so much to get through. And it's, I, I guess I get it. You know, if someone really wants to dive maybe someone loves all that stuff and they want to use everything, the edge panel, Bigsby, all that, get ready to like sit down for a solid hour and like learn your phone because that's what it takes on the Samsung phone. There's just so much packed in after tutorial. Yeah. And it, it feels a lot like bloat to you and I, it probably feels like bloat to others. They're like, Oh man, these add on features for the software is awesome. Like this makes Android like a real thing, but (laughs) not for me, man. Like I, I get enough from just like apps. I download and stuff. I don't need Samsung to like throw in all this other stuff. Uh, Riggs magic in the chat is asking the jank level one to 10. 
I mean, there's not much jank. The performance is awesome. Snapdragon yeah. 845, plenty of RAM for, you know, what is needed. Um, so the They've jank level. It in, yeah. I don't really see many stutters at all on this yeah, phone. Yeah. There, I haven't had any stutters. What I love absolutely is so. Here we go. Another, uh, I should get Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes to sponsor this. I'm sorry that I haven't already. They should, they should pay us. Anyway, so I play that game on a lot of phones, the Mate 10 Pro, for example. Sometimes even on the Pixel 2 XL, I'll close it. I'll be gone for a half hour, hour, and then I'll have to reopen the app and it has to start all over. This phone has kept that game in memory and That's it's good. never had to restart. And, you know, I play it throughout the day. So in terms of jank or performance or anything like that, it's been phenomenal. So, Oh, that's great. There's no real downsides to the phone, at least from what I can tell, you know, besides the software experience, possibly maybe the update experience a year from now, this thing will have Android P. But, you know, we do have your headphone hmm. jack, dual stereo, uh, dual stereo speakers, dual cameras. I mean, what's what's not to love? Battery life. Battery life seems solid for me. I I saw another Android blogger on Twitter that I follow who I won't name, um, but he knows I love him very much. Uh, he said the Galaxy S9 Plus battery life wasn't all that great, and so far I don't necessarily agree with him at all. Um, I'm getting easily four hours of screen on time every day, which is like pretty normal for me, but I'm still going to bed with 40 to 50% of battery, and I'm playing that damn Star Wars game for hours, it's crazy. and it's good for me. So, I mean, I eh. battery like, like I've used both phones, right? Let me yeah. just look here. Oh, this didn't create like a screenshot folder. Come on, Samsung. Do better. What? Do better. There's not a screenshot. You know, like if you go in Google Photos on any phone that's not a Samsung phone, there's like a screenshot folder where all your screenshots are saved. Yeah, Samsung apparently doesn't do that. Sorry. That's I was just Google Photos. That's what I'm saying. In Google Photos, there's like a screenshot folder. And I don't have mine auto backup because I don't want every screenshot I take backed up to my Google Photos. Yeah, you want and there isn't a screenshot folder on either of these Samsung phones. They just must go into like a regular folders folder. Oh, yeah. Mine went in straight into the camera folder. Yeah. Right. See, that's garbage. It shouldn't do that. Oh, I'm sorry. So uh, I was getting on the, this S9 Plus close to four hours screen on time. And I had like 17% left on like 12 to 13 hours of usage. So I would consider that not to be that good. And on uh, the regular smaller S9... Last night was almost three hours and 28% left, 13 hours, 13 minutes. So uh, I think I would put it below average battery life. That's one T-Mobile, one AT&T. I don't know. If you're going, if you're doing four hours screen time and going to bed with like 40, 50% left, that's nuts. Like that's exceptional battery life, I think. Mine's been good. Mine's been real good. So far, no complaints. I mean, this weekend will be the true test. Like, I won't be at home on Wi-Fi all day, and uh, and I'll be out and about. So, yeah. Uh, I don't know that my thoughts have changed that much yet. Um, I will say that going switching from the S9 Plus to the S9, this is going to sound shocking, but the regular S9 feels kind of small. Oh yeah, <laughs> like it feels almost too small, and I think that's probably partly because I've been using the Pixel Two XL for a really long time even the one plus five T and then going to S nine plus and then dropping down to the regular S nine. Not that I don't mind. Like it's kind of refreshing to use a phone this small. It's crazy to think this is small, but I definitely notice it. And I kind of feel like my hand was used to gripping wider. Now it's gripping the skinnier phone. 
Um, yeah, my, I don't know that my thoughts have changed that much. I really haven't had a ton of time to take a bunch of pictures or been in situations where I've thought about taking pictures. I don't really have much to re- relay back on the camera. I'm just assuming it's going to be fine. And obviously we'll test that next week for sure. But I, th- yeah, th- these phones are totally fine. Like if you have an S8, I don't think you need an S9. <clears throat> if you have an S7, you should probably upgrade to the S9 if you love Samsung phones. If you have a Note 8, no, you don't need this. If you have a Note 5, you don't want to wait for the Note 9. Yeah, these would be great upgrades. I don't think we're saying these are bad. I hope no one thinks that we think the S9 is a bad phone. I think we just are being real that it's not much different than the S8. That's fair, right? Yeah, totally fair. It's got some good upgrades, but I mean, it's still one of the best Android devices you could probably buy. Yeah. Easy to say. For sure. Has bad software. Yeah. in my opinion but yeah. that doesn't mean that they won't sell millions of them and people will probably love it that's because that's only your opinion <laughs> this is true my opinion does not mean anything most of the time well that's just not true but yeah this is true it's just really hot in here I'm turning the heat down all right dude i i was just thinking like i'm sweating i am sweating. hot yeah <laughs> got the door closed Ooh, dying in here yeah the russians uh, so yeah, so S9, uh, there's not really much else we can say, right? Like we, I think we're both are just kind of a little bored with it. They're, we understand they're good phones. We'll review them. We'll talk about them more in that official review capacity next week. But I, I mean, like, <laughs> I don't know what else there is to say. Like they're fine. I still am going to go back to my pixel two XL. Like the minute I'm done with this, I'm going back to my pixel two XL. I like, I can already tell you that. And I've been using the phone for a week. Like it hasn't done anything to go, dude. This is the best Android phone ever. You should ditch your Pixel 2 XL. It hasn't done that for me. Not only that, but like Pixel 2 XL, you kind of get new stuff all the time, right? Like we have Android P to play with. I know it's an early alpha build, but the S9 doesn't get that. And as a nerd, I like playing with new stuff all the time. And so like, even though the Pixel 2 XL is older, it's already running new software that no one else gets. Like I get to be that guy that gets to play with the new cool stuff. So that's part of it for me. And I think that's probably part of it for a lot of our readers is, is you get, and I don't want to always just go back to pixel phones, but part of the coolness there is that you get to play with new stuff all the time. I mean, like even if you look at OnePlus phones, they had Oreo early enough. They're beta testing 8.1. The essential phone has 8.1. Those things are appealing to me as a smartphone nerd that I get new current software all the time. Like these are running 8.0. They're never going to get 8.1. They're just going to wait and jump probably right to 9.0, which might be... I mean, we're going to talk about it a little bit, but the Galaxy S8 on Verizon is the first U.S. phone to get official Oreo. It just got it yesterday. It's March 16th. I think you're choosing to omit the fact that Samsung phones also get cool new stuff. For example, this morning, it got a Mickey and Minnie Mouse add-on for the AR emoji (laughs) setting in the camera. That's pretty. That's a big deal. You would think that might go to go to the iPhone, but no, it comes to the Galaxy. Okay, so how so. do I get that? By the way, where, oh. where, like, where do I get that from? Super easy. There? Yeah, so I you're mean- gonna you're gonna open up your camera app, head on over to the AR emoji setting, and then from there, oh, there you're going is. to want to click on the plus button, unless you oh. already have it downloaded. I found it. I'm downloading now. Yep. So does this turn my face into Mickey's face? Yes, is this kind turns- of like an emoji? Yeah, it's kind of like an emoji. Oh my god, this is what we've been waiting for. Pretty much. Uh, yeah, I'm being Mickey right Mickey now. Stuff real quick. How do I? Oh, no. Come on, give me that AR emoji. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, this is hot. Oh, <laughs> All I'm seeing is nothing. 
Oh, oh, you mean like if I do flip it around to selfie, it turns me into Mickey? Yes, yeah. you will have to turn yourself oh my God. onto the selfie. And here, here's me as Mickey, even though it really just looks like Mickey. But of course, you can make little gifts and stickers and all that fun stuff. Oh, look at that. See, See? Now, that's better than right. Android. Am I right? Greatest thing ever. <laughs> so... So Samsung phones do get stuff. They just don't get stuff that you think is cool. <laughs> right. This is true. They get stuff. They just don't get stuff that I think is that cool. Yeah. I'm going to be Mickey for the rest of the day now, though. I'm with you, though. You know, uh, another thing I want to bring up, the fingerprint reader got moved, and I think it's a much better placement. Um, I just don't think it's the best reader. It's not that quick. No, but in this purple, this lilac, it's hot. Like, it's a metallic purple and the matte finish around the siding. Like, it's a good-looking phone. It's a head-turner. It's not bad, yeah. It's not bad. So that's that's my thoughts on the S9 Plus. Reviews up next week. Monday, mm-hmm. you'll probably see a big old camera showdown with the Pixel 2 XL. Mm-hmm. I bet you the Pixel 2 XL might win. Possibly. I don't know, actually. Maybe. Well, I mean, you know, I, not taking DXO Mark into account and all that <laughs> stuff, you know. I'm not going to grade the Pixel 2 XL lower because it doesn't have a secondary camera so or a dual camera on the back. Which is fair. It seems fair. All right, let's move out to S9. I'm bored right. talking about that. Android Wear went away this week. For those of you who haven't been following. Uh, I was right. It seems like, yeah, I mean, we got to give Tim like... Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Tim said Android Wear was dead uh, a while ago. We have to go. We should go back and like find out when you said that. But uh, it was it was either earlier 2018 or late 2017 December when someone asked for our predictions for 2018, and I said Android Wear will die, and <laughs> it, I can find it. It it died uh, this week. Uh, not in the way you guys are probably thinking. It's just been rebranded. But Android Wear is no more. So technically, Tim was right. It did die. Uh, Android Wear is now called Wear OS. Uh, they dropped the Android from it. So uh, while it still runs, well, I what does it run? <laughs> what does so what run? Well, does it run Android or does it just run Wear OS? Because so Android Wear has always run Android, right? And it was a version of Android Wear. So mm-hmm. is it now running Android with Wear OS on top? That must be it. Must be. Um. So Android Wear doesn't exist, but Wear OS is here and it's still, I'd imagine, based off of Android. <laughs> I don't think they could change that. Uh, so Wear OS, nothing is changing at the moment other than the name and the branding. Um, they're gonna Google's going to help push updates to a whole bunch of watches to change the branding. Um, and that's kind of all they're doing at the moment. They're not, they said there's new features. Let's see, what did they say? They actually said specifically. Let me look. Let me look. He's looking. Where did they say that? Watch industry gears up. <laughs> I think it was a press email. Hold on. Googling. Googling. <laughs> oh, there we go. All right. They uh this is Google saying uh do, do, do. we will be introducing new features and improvements over the coming weeks and months. So Wear OS at this point is just a rebrand. Uh the the press announced before is about the shortest thing ever. Um and uh and that, that that's like it. 
They didn't announce new watches. They didn't announce anything else. They just said it's now called this. And they didn't necessarily say why, but I think we all know why, right? Like they they want this to appeal to everyone. And that includes people who own iPhones and Apple products because Android Wear watches have worked with Apple phones forever. And maybe people were hesitating because it said Android Wear instead of Google Wear, Wear OS by Google or whatever the hell the actual branding is, Wear OS by Google. Maybe I do. I think changing the name to Wear OS is going to go is going to get people to buy a bunch of Android Wear watches now. No, it's completely possible. Google made the made a statement, and it must be true. <laughs> they said in 2017, one out of three new Android Wear owners also used an iPhone. <clears throat> yeah, that's pretty huge. So depends on how many that is, though. That's like five. Like, is that 30 out of 100 people? Right. So, I mean, the point being, though, that it might be good to kind of market it towards both crowds because, you know, you know, iOS people. Oh, I mean, yeah, anything, I anything branded as Android or anything like that, they really shy away from it. Not just shy away, but maybe publicly like bash it. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Apple, Apple, and Apple people—they hate Android. Look with a deep passion, getting that, making that switch happen. Has to take something extraordinary. Exactly. So why not just rebrand it to Wear OS? Something that really sounds kind of iOS e. Like I mean, Wear OS yeah, isn't, isn't there. It's called Watch OS. Watch OS. I, I thought <laughs> I was really confused at first, like Wear OS. So I mean, I guess it makes sense. But uh, you know, if they really want to bring in those uh, iPhone people, maybe those are the people who are actually buying this stuff. You know, because we all know Android users got no money. <laughs> I mean, let's face That's it. True, we don't. Yeah. Yeah. So. Apple people, they've got the money and they want to sell some product. So hopefully this works for them. All, you know, I, I still just believe that Android Wear should probably just go away, like completely Wear OS, that is. Um, just because, you know, they're, they're not doing anything with the platform. No, nothing innovative is happening. At least, you know, they're really kind of going that fitness route. But at least Apple kind of pivoted into like this health sector. And they're mm-hmm. really making it good for people, say, you want to use it for like medical purposes. Mm-hmm. That makes total sense to me, you know, so unless Google can kind of pivot and figure out like a usage for Android Wear instead of just checking your heart rate, which they'd never even do a very good job no. of anyway, yeah. do something else, do something innovative. I think it was uh, I think earlier today, I think it was Gizmodo had a post about how like maybe like the branding won't change the future or something like that. I, I can't remember the title of the story, but the, the the whole point was kind of what you just said, how Apple, like it's become the Apple watch has become this health device and it's saved people that were about to have heart attacks and things. It's done all this really cool stuff. And Android wear has kind of just become this fashion jewelry brand OS that just does some notifications, you know, cause it's the fossil group, right? They've adopted Android. They're the big pushers of Android wear or wear OS now. And, and then you have some other like expensive ones like Tag and um, Movado. You know, th- you have some expensive ones, but almost all the Android manufacturers who push technology and make new cool things, they've all abandoned it for the most part, right? I mean, Huawei's still making them, uh, but yeah, they made they kind of made the argument that like Apple focused on that and is actually doing cool stuff with their watch, whereas Android Wear is like eh, it's like a jewelry thing, <laughs> it's like a cheap kind of jewelry software platform, which is kind of what it feels like. It is kind of a joke. Um, like I went through the list of watches available, and uh, I, I was I, I couldn't find one that I really really wanted that I haven't tried already. You know, a lot of times you'll see products that are. I mean, there's a whole bunch. Fossil makes a whole bunch. There's all these 
And I would look through them and I was like, why do I, why would I want any of these? It's so just a lot of fashion thing. brands. I mean, Tommy Hilfiger yeah. has a damn Android Wear watch. Mont Blanc, yeah. Michael Kors, Louis Vuitton. Kate the Mont Blanc one is pretty nice, but. Sure. I mean, I'm not saying that all these watches are garbage or look bad. I'm just saying like these are not brands, you know, for technology. These are fashion right. brands right. who who see the Android wear aspect as like a secondary thing to just only simply push their brand firstly, right. primarily. So and Fossil owns the Fossil Group owns all of these companies, all of these brands anyway. Yeah. So really, it's Fossil is the really one who's kind of keeping, who's like carrying the Android Wear torch, and that's not the way it should be. You know, it should have been Motorola, or maybe it possibly could have been LG or even Samsung before they completely ditched it after their first and only watch. But so I, I don't want Fossil Group in making all the watches. Like Fossil, you know, they make some fine watches, I'm sure, but like. Even Casio, like their their stuff isn't all that great. You tried, what was that, that New Balance watch that was absolute trash? It was really bad, yeah. Yeah, so uh, we just Which I don't think is getting any support anymore. Like you you posted the list of watches. No, it's not think, on there. Yeah, and that thing just came out. I yeah. think they've already possibly abandoned it. Exactly. So, yeah, when you've got Tag Heuer making the best ones and they're like, you know, start at $1,500, <laughs> it's kind of a problem. Yeah, uh, problem. There's just something going on with Android Wear, and I just think it needs to go away. Well, it's such a weird space because you have Apple, who is Apple, and they make things and people just gush over them and buy them because they're Apple. Um, but Apple's not a watch company. You know, watches forever. When you wanted a watch, you didn't, you never ever looked to Dell or LG to make your watch, right? You went to a you know, it's a department store and there was fossils there, fossil brand stuff. Then, you know, there's obviously higher end stuff. You you went to a watch company, but what's weird about Android wear now, wear OS is we want to go to LG and Huawei and Samsung or whatever, because they're the tech companies. And this is a tech thing, except they don't have that same pull that Apple does. Whereas Apple can make an ugly, like Apple watch. I don't think that watch is a good looking watch. They can make that thing and people just go, yeah. And it becomes this like iconic fashion statement thing, except it's at, they're not even a watch company. Whereas everyone else, like we want them to make this sort of similar thing, these tech companies and they tried and failed. And so now it's shifted to the watch companies, but you and I, because we're tech guys, we're sitting here going, well, I don't, I don't want the fashion brands when I want a tech. It's, it's a weird space. I don't know how they conquer it. Obviously, no one's really doing that well in it. I don't think it's, it's a, I don't know how you, and I don't know how you fix that. Like, I don't know who makes the one that makes Android Wear, Wear OS a big deal. I don't know who it is. You know, it seems like Google is probably hoping that android where wear os was going to become like android where they just made it available to everyone right and when fossil signed up they probably went cha-ching we just won it's going to be on all these brands and then i don't know that they've sold that many of them and everyone else couldn't sell them and so it didn't work the same as it did on phones where it just spread everywhere so i don't know how android wear wins i think they need to just redo the entire os i mean i really think they scrap every damn thing about it and start over i don't know how easy that is to do but I don't know if you've used a Wear Watch in a while, but it's not that. It's not that enjoyable. <laughs> I have not used a Wear Watch in a while. The last time I really used an Android Wear Watch for like a long period of time would have been the Moto 360 second gen. And I always say like if they would just re like update the f- give me the original. The original I thought was the best looking one and it never got any better. Uh the original Moto 360 
uh, from late 2014. Just give me that. Update the specs. Give me that Snapdragon Wear processor or whatever. 2100. And... Just update the internals, and I loved that thing. It just looked great. People always curious, like, what is that? What is that? Yeah, and it's, it was nice. I've never seen that same effect on others than the original Moto Three. Right, they do need to just remake that with proper specs, That'd you know, because be- even when they made that thing, it had old garbage specs. The battery lives always sucked. Yeah. <laughs> it's just there's never really been all, anything that polling uh, for Android Wear. So, well, so there's a handful of issues, right? Like. No one makes chipsets. So MediaTek, I think, might make a wearable chipset, but Qualcomm doesn't even make... Like, they've never made an upgraded... They made that Snapdragon Wear 2100. They've never issued a new one. So you could. it, it, it certainly looks like Qualcomm also quit on the wearable industry. And if Qualcomm quits on it, like, where are you going to go? Unless Google actually makes an, a real chipset and puts it in watches, where are you going to go, right? So that's another problem. There's been no advancements because Qualcomm said, eh, we don't really want to do this anymore, which... You know, kind of sucks. Um, Sean in the chat says Google needs to be the one. I I think that's probably the next step, right? All the tech companies that made these watches failed at it. They're most of them have backed out and backed away from it. You have the fashion brands. That's just its own thing. Um, I think it's probably time for Google to do it. Like we should get a Pixel Watch. I think Google should redo Wear OS and make it a brand new OS that's different and they rethink it and then they should release a pixel watch and we'll see not that the pixel phones are selling in record amounts or anything like that, but I get this different feeling about the pixel phones and people's reaction to them. I can't tell you how many stories I've read this last year that are, I was an iPhone guy and I switched to the pixel too. And I don't really necessarily see that with the galaxy S eight and phones like that, but I feel like more and more people that have voices that people listen to in the industry are seeing are seeing people switch from like Apple to a pixel rather than Apple to an, a galaxy S8. So maybe Google could recreate some magic with uh, a pixel. Watch. I don't know, but I think it's worth a try at this point. If they actually want where it was to be a successful thing. That was deep. It was deep. <clears throat> That's very deep. That's what I'm here for. Uh, here's a number. This, here's is a for, number. this is from, uh, the chief strategy and digital officer for fossil group. His name is Greg McElvey. McElvey. I think it's McElvey. McElvey. He said in 2017, fossil group nearly doubled its wearables business to more than $300 million, including 20% of watch sales in Q4. So fossil is selling them. We expect to see continued growth in the category. Many of our smartwatch customers are iOS users. So we are confident and eager to see the added benefits that both Android and iOS phone users globally will experience as Wear OS by Google rules out. So Fossil says they're selling them. Nobody else is. I actually don't know how much Fossil is. That's pretty impressive. Like 20%, I guess, is something. But is Fossil killing it, though? or I don't know. There's some growth. There's some growth there. There's some growth there. Yeah, I mean, we don't know. March or anything like that so i mean they got to be making these things for 20 bucks i'm sure they're making them for real cheap yeah yeah all right so anyway wear os is uh here uh if you own android wear watch be on the lookout for an update at some points like i said we did post a list of the devices that are scheduled so far to get wear os uh it's some of the well it's obviously most of those fossil guys but uh while we watch two is on there. While we watch two, OG watch sport style, misfit vapor, misfit vapor, all the the tag hoyers. <laughs> yes, that tag ZTE quartz still getting it, but most of them are fossil brand, like the Michael Kors one. Even well, the Louis Vuitton watch is on there. Tempor. 
I kind of want that. Yeah, I, think I, I do like the Louis watch. The Louis watch is dope. It's just way out of my price range. Yeah, the Louis watch is very nice. But I would uh, rock that. It's got a huge bezel. I don't care. It's Louis. Anything Louis, I'm pretty fascinated with it. Okay, uh, in uh, LGG7 news, we, uh, well, there's two bits of information. So the first one, these are both out of Korea, right? <clears throat> yep. We're expecting now a May launch of the LG G7. Are we back to just calling it the G7? I feel like we spent two months saying the G7's dead. We're rebranding. We're redoing. We're doing all this stuff. And now we're just fully back to, well, it's the G7 and the G7 Plus. G7 Pro. Oh, Pro. Sorry. That's all right. Completely understandable. It's a very confusing situation. I, I, I honestly cannot keep track of what's going on with LG anymore. <laughs> <Who cares? laughs> uh, so ET News said uh, unveiling event in April, phone ships in May, 800 bucks possibly. Uh, is that kind of it? There's an LG V40 <laughs> apparently in the works that's been pushed slightly to November from September. The thing about that is it all the LG V30 V20 they always were announced in September and they never showed up in the US for about two months, which is partly why I think they all always failed here. So maybe that's just like the normal timeline. And ET <laughs> News was confused. They're like, that seems weird. And, well, no, that's actually how it works in the US. Yeah, it seems pretty normal, at least here in the uh, in the US. Um, you know, for that G7 though, we're looking, you know, Snapdragon 845 rear-facing fingerprint reader, of course, premium audio components including a quad DAC. Uh, let's get up on mm, back cool, stuff. Uh, dual rear-facing 16-megapixel cameras. And, of course, that G7 Pro, uh, <laughs> it just bumps up the storage and RAM. So, Like yeah. all the Plus versions they did the last year, yeah. Yeah. The, the thing's got a notch, people. I don't know what you want us to tell you. It's, it's apparently got a notch. <laughs> so I'm quite excited for our, our notch overlords, and I do welcome them. Uh, just because I'm so curious to like, Hey, something new, right? Exactly. It's new. Um, even if it's got LG's worst software experience ever, which I probably know it will be. I just had not been a fan of LG software for some time now. Um, we'll see, I guess, you know, needless to say, I'm interested. (laughs) Well, well, the other news though is out of Korea and we haven't written this up there. This, this just happened today, but, uh, the investors reporting that, LG will go back to LCD displays. You know, like the V30, we got that PO LED, just like we had in the Pixel 2 XL. They're going to apparently apparently drop back to LCDs, even though they make their own damn OLED panels. They're going to drop back to LCDs because OLEDs are too expensive and they want to keep the cost down. Because uh, they said uh, that OLEDs are about to double and triple in price of LCDs. I, I, I guess that's just because they're in demand, right? Because Apple's using them now. Obviously, Samsung uses them, Google most people are trying to use the uh, the uh, OLEDs these days. Uh, that that's what they're saying though is that LG is going to go back to LCDs, and it's this new MLCD tech this, the tech that we I think Evleek first brought up a month or so or so ago. That's right, we heard about this. Thirty five percent less power and better brightness, but it is an LCD. That sucks. Yeah, that does suck. It's got a notch though. It's got, it's got that <laughs> notch though. So, I mean, who you like, you know, it could be a little Q HD pentile. Uh, as long as it's still got the, the notch, I'm good to go. Like on that, that Atrix 4G Motorola game way back in the day. What was that, like 2012? Jesus. Atrix 2011? 20, oh, God. 20, 2011, I think. These things were awesome. Atrix was kind of awesome. It was ahead of its time, too. It was. It truly was. The uh, lap dock and all that good stuff fingerprint reader 
Wade County says LG's OLEDs are garbage. Well, we were hoping they were going to improve this year. I thought <laughs> yes, that's they were a billion dollars from Google was to try and help like improve the situation of the OLED. Uh, but well, maybe Google's billion dollars went to that bonkers VR display they're going to make because that's uh, an LG sense. OLED, right? We, we, don't we don't actually have that to talk about today, but Google and LG are making this VR display that's 4.3 inches, but it's what's the resolution? It's like 5,000 by 2,000 or something crazy. It's something uh, weird, right? Yeah, I forget right off, but it's insane. It's pretty insane. I don't know what the hell's going to ever power that. Hertz. Yeah, yeah, and 120 hertz. I don't know what's ever going to power it, but it's apparently an LG OLED that Google designed or something. Sounds great. Sounds awesome. I was trying um, to find that because I was like, oh yeah, that's actually a that's a good story. But in terms of uh, phone displays, I, I think we were hoping LG would just keep pumping OLEDs out and keep pushing them because they would hopefully get better. So it's not just Samsung making them. I'm fine with Samsung making them, but I don't think Samsung can make enough to go around all the time. So uh, I would just hate to see the next Pixel phones like not have a really nice OLED. I, mean, I guess anything's better than the uh, the blue shifty. Mm. Just to, to come back around on that, yeah, 4.3 inch OLED with a 1443 pixel per inch, giving it a resolution of 5500 by 3000. 1443. What's the Galaxy S9 like 500? Uh, well, the Galaxy S8, and these are all pretty much the same. Galaxy S8 is 571. And the Pixel 2 XL, 538. It's almost tripling. Triple that. The pixels per inch for VR. It'll be awesome. But again, I don't know what the hell's going to power that thing. Like If you think about the vibe that I have hanging up right there, it's like not not even close to a resolution like that, right? Nope, I don't think so. And there's like a full computer powering that thing. So uh, that's awesome. Good for Google. We'll never see it. No, it's it's 4.3 inches. You know, it's not something you're going to want on your phone. So it's definitely well, no, it's inside a headset. Like yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, you know, people on Twitter, they, they, they say, oh, we want it. We want it. What do you want it for? Like, no, it's not for it's only for VR. What, yeah. Yeah, what is going to take advantage of that many pixels besides MKBHD's like 8K video reviews? So. <laughs> Well, and the thing is, you want that in VR because it's right here exactly. in your face. You don't want it on your phone way out here. You're not going to be able to ever see anything on it. The resolution would be so damn tiny. Right. Silly. Anyway, it's cool, though. Like, it's that's cool. tech stuff that's kind of fun to talk about sometimes. Yeah. All right. In uh, non LG news, HTC uh, VentureBeat reporting that uh, the U12 is not the U12, it's actually the U12 Plus. And it's now expected in May after a possible delay or something, right? Yep, possible delay. Although, you know, who's to say it's a delay? I mean, we never really had like. Can't be a delay if they never announced it. (laughs) That's like my favorite critique from like tech pundits. You you can't say it's a delay. It was never announced. (laughs) Yeah, we can. Yeah, we can. But we've got specs, uh, reported uh, specs and all that. Uh, It says the U12 Plus will feature a six inch, actually a 5.99 inch LCD panel. With WQHD Plus resolution, SDA45, of course, latest Snapdragon, 6 gigs of RAM, 64 gigs or 128 gigs of internal storage. It's got dual selfie cameras, dual rear-facing cameras. Oh, my God. 3420 milliamp hour battery and the second generation of HTC's Edge Sense, a.k.a. Squeezy Sides. Ooh, Squeezy Sides. And it's apparently coming with Oreo, we would hope. So (laughs) I hope so. (laughs) If it doesn't, that's... That's yeah. not good. I just, yeah, I think 
that was one of the, it reminded me a lot of the G6. Yeah, the G6 from last year when it did not launch with the latest processor. I think what did it launch with the oh, yeah. A21 instead of the mm-hmm. A35? And it was like, it was DOA for a lot of people, like right out of the yeah. box. So hopefully, like, no one's doing that this year. Like the G7, A45, these S9s. I think that's probably A45. partly why we didn't really get anything until the S9. Because remember last year, yeah, with the A35, Samsung had this supposed early hold on it because they were building them for qualcomm and so no one else could get one any 35 until after samsung did it and then everyone else did lg was like no we got to get out in front of them and not not that sorry yeah (laughs) no so now everyone's waiting but now samsung's still first so now samsung is ahead of everyone anyway and they're all it's kind of a terrible situation for everyone yeah sam we did get a picture along with this rapport and, uh, God, it looks boring. Um, it's a black phone, uh, on front and back. It's got dual cameras, a total of four cameras. So two on the back, two on the front, just a fingerprint reader on the back underneath the cameras, LED flash and just a plain HTC lo- logo. As far as we can tell, it's not transparent. Like you can't see the insides, the, the, the gizzards like you could on the, uh, what was that phone? The U11 plus. U11 plus. Yeah. Thank you. It uh, it's a pretty low res photo. It is, yes, but still, it looks. It, uh, I'm just, it looks boring. It looks like a mashup between the V30 with the cam, the way the camera's set up, and then like the U11 with that kind of curved glass metallic-y back thing. It also kind of looks like the new Sony phones. It looks, it looks kind of unremarkable. I'm with you on that. It, they'll usually HTC ship some cool colors though. It might, it might look better. Yeah. Yeah. Rigs magic in the chat saying, Don't say gizzards, you're making me hungry. <laughs> That's yeah, I've never had gizzards. Like, you know, I know they got like turkey gizzards, chicken yeah. gizzards. You could cook them up and stuff. I've just never tried. Like, I'm not I think down. my grandmother used to fry them up. Yeah, see, I can't do like I don't I don't want to eat heart or uh, anything like that. Although I will I do have Crisp some up, uh, they're not bad. What's that uh duck not spleen? What's the you know, we had it that one time. <laughs> What's that stuff called? It's illegal in California. Or it was illegal? It's not illegal anymore. Yeah. Oh, good. Thank God, because it was delicious. Um, of course, I'm like frozen now on on what the hell that's called. We're both idiots. It's, it's okay. We're not it's, fancy. It's not marrow. It's uh. No marrow is delicious. It's it's the stuffed duck liver foie gras. Yes. There we go. Thank you, Soccer Burn fifty five, last week's champion in in the Android trivia. He's back. He's really ready funny. Like, to well, go. We know the process for stuffing a duck and fattening his liver up and then slicing it, but we couldn't think of the damn name foie gras. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Uh, I don't think anyone's spelling it right in the chat no. though. That's I the other day. Actually, speaking of foie gras, I looked up the other day if California was still banned, and apparently the ban was removed a couple years ago. I didn't realize that. I just remember how big a deal it was when it was banned. It was like restaurants were doing these all-out foie gras dinners to go out on the, and then now it's not even illegal. It, the ban only lasts like two years or something. And I will say, like, I, I am like the biggest animal lover. Like, I, I want to cry every time I have a big, juicy, delicious steak because <laughs> I think about the cows who had to die for me to dine and all that. I, I love animals. I just want to throw that out there. Like, I, I'm all for the ethical treatment of animals and the butchering of them, et cetera, et cetera. Just want to throw that out there. <laughs> Thank you. They were, they were but they are delicious. Nice food, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like to know the names of my cows <laughs> when I eat them. But yeah, moving on. <laughs> all right, moving on. Uh, Essential Phone got 8.1 update this week. I know it's huge news to all of you 8.1 or uh, Essential owners out there. But uh, they're about the only one to issue 8.1, I think, outside of Google, aren't they? Does anyone else have 8.1 on their phone? 
Like, does Sony even have that on a phone? I don't know. We'd have to ask Bertzer. I, yeah, Bertzer. <laughs> does any Sony phone have 8.1 yet? Because if not, Essential, I think, is the only one. Well, OnePlus, I guess, is pushing some betas. But this is stable 8.1 on the Essential phone. Yeah. You're going to have to bring Bertzer on as, like, our just dedicated Sony dude. <laughs> Seriously, we are. All right. Anyway, that was a quick one. Uh, Galaxy S8, S8 Plus on Verizon receiving Oreo. I mentioned this earlier. Yeah. It's it's weird because, and they are, if you own, if you're on Verizon, you own S8, S8 Plus, just go in and check for the update. It should be there right now. They're the first, which is what's really odd about that is uh, they weren't in the Oreo beta. So remember there was an Oreo beta for the S8 and it was the unlocked, I think T-Mobile and Sprint, I think were the three you could get the beta on. And they went through multiple betas. They haven't pushed a stable to any of those phones as far as I know. I have the unlocked one. I don't, I'm don't. i pretty sure I'm still running beta software. Yeah, here's Verizon with that stable. What a weird thing. I don't, I don't understand how Samsung decides who gets what. Like, you can't tell me they made a deal with Verizon. Like, oh, we'll push it to your phones first. That would be stupid. But maybe they did. I don't know how this stuff works in back rooms. It's possible. But did somebody else have 8.1? No, everyone's saying what phone they have and then saying, no, I don't have it. Oh. <laughs> we already know all of you don't have it. Yeah, Ben in the chat says he has one one plus, but that's just a beta, I believe. Yeah. Essential's got that stable 8.1. But yeah. All right, so moving out of there, S8 Oreo. Oh, by the way, the Note 8, no Oreo. Well, I think it's rolling out internationally to the Note 8, finally. I don't know why the Note 8 gets left behind. It's the, the newest phone outside the S9. Uh, in somewhat big news, I mean, it depends on how much you like text messaging people. T-Mobile announced this week that they will soon support RCS, which is Rich Communication Services, RCS Universal Profile, which a lot of people refer to as Google's version of RCS, Google's messaging platform, which is not actually true. Um, they're a big part of it, but it's not theirs. Um, it's the GSMA's standard for RCS. Anyway, RCS messaging, for those who don't know, in your text messaging app on your phone, if you have RCS messaging, you can do better group chats and there's re- text receipts and you can see when someone's typing and you can send bigger high-res images and files and all of that stuff. It's basically text messaging grown up. Um, you could compare it to iMessage in a way. It's just more advanced messaging, except it happens as like a normal text message. It's it's a pretty big deal. Um, T-Mobile and AT&T have been pushing their own advanced RCS messaging for a couple of years, except theirs weren't working within networks. They were just stuck with them. They kind of suck. You had to have specific phones, and I think use a specific app, whatever. Um, and Google's been pushing this universal profile through its Android Messages app, and they worked with Sprint and a couple other carriers across the globe and in Canada um, to get it adopted. T-Mobile finally announced that they will support it in Q2, which is, I mean, we're only a couple of weeks from Q2. Uh, I don't know what time in Q2 will launch that. But anyway, what we're getting at is the true RCS universal profile for text messaging is coming. And that'll mean once they launch it, we will have Sprint and T-Mobile on it. So we're talking network interoperability. So you can send to each other. Now we just need Verizon AT&T to get there and it'll be all fine. And then we can stop complaining about how we need I iMessage on Android or whatever, because it'll basically be that. Whew, that was a lot. What? <laughs> yeah. Let's just, let's, just, yeah let's, just, <laughs> let's just move out of there. I can't breathe after trying to spit that all out. RCS, iMessage on steroids, basically. <laughs> yeah. RCS, yeah. You guys. You guys get it. Scott Washington in the chat. Verizon's still pushing Message Plus. That's right. Verizon <laughs> has their own Message Plus app. 
it's so terrible. I've heard people um, uh, stick up for it and say that it's yes. actually really good, but yes. get out of here. <laughs> I think uh, I was speaking with my cousin recently, and I think she uses Message Plus. Even my aunt, I think, like you know, people who just they push don't it know, on you. Yeah, you they do, know. and they're like, oh, they'll like open their phone, like, oh, okay, what what do I use for text messages? Because nothing's it's the default. default text yeah. and they just say, oh, Message Plus, this one, of course, it's you know, it's through Verizon, blah blah. blah. No, don't, <laughs> don't do, do that. that. <laughs> so. Damn carriers take advantage of people who don't know any better. The UI still is. Man. It's gotten a little bit better. The UI's actually gotten a little bit better. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's gotten, gotten a little bit better. People use it and they don't know. It's it's so sad. It really yeah, is. Yeah, they just don't know. There's so many options out there. Uh but what will happen is that will it'll be available in Android messages, I would imagine, once T Mobile adopts it. And should Verizon or AT&T, and, and by the way, Verizon and AT&T are on board with RCS Universal Profile. They just have to build support into their networks. And I don't know that they've said at all when they're going to do that. I thought it was supposed to all start happening this year. T-Mobile is the first to acknowledge when. So, Yeah, they probably got to get the okay from their you know investors and board of directors, all that, try and find a way to make a buck. Yeah, that's exactly it. They have to figure out, well, if we're going to build this, we got to get rich off it. Can we advertise like on it or well, richer, which they can. What I mean, that's that's part of the deal with RCS is businesses yeah. can spam you over RCS in richer formats. Yeah. High just, def. Just what we all wanted more ads and text messages. Yep. Yikes. All right. Uh, Google Home, a couple of updates this week. We now have routines and location-based reminders. For location-based reminders, that means you just say to your home unit, remind me to pick up beer when I get to the grocery store, and then it'll relay that to your phone. So then when you get to the grocery store, it'll remind you on your phone to pick up beer at the grocery store. That kind of thing. Will kind, it of know, kind of handy. Will it know which grocery store I'm at? Like, for example, if I go oh. to Safeway versus Freddy's, or I'm just at a, you know, I'm just at a regular old grocery store, and it labels Google Maps labels I haven't that. tried I haven't tried it yet. All right, we'll try it today then. Because, yeah, if you had to be specific, like, when I go to this Fred Meyer or this new season's over here, like, how's it going to know? I don't think it will. I I mean, I should just try. Anything labeled in Google Maps probably has a grocery store. It probably just pings that, I would think. Hey, hey Google, remind me to buy beer at the grocery store. Sure, buy beer at the grocery store. When do you want to be reminded? When I'm at the grocery store. At the grocery store. (laughs) I'll remind you on your phone when you get to a grocery store. Get, to, get to a grocery store. So it should just find the fact that you're at a nearby grocery store. It's going to be great. That's pretty awesome. Although, you know, my my issue is whenever I go to my local Fred Myers, which is our grocery stores here in uh, Oregon, just for anyone who doesn't know what a Fred Myers is, um, it's like a black hole and I have no cell service. So yeah, no, most grocery stores are bad, right? Yeah. So am I even going to get the notification? Of course, if I go to the fancy new seasons or whole foods, they probably have cell towers inside. Cause I always have great reception. Um, but yeah, I guess we'll find out. Apologies to everyone in the chat for reminding all of your phones to notify you to buy beer. When you get to the grocery store, I didn't mean to set all of your Google homes off, but sorry about that. Sorry about that. <laughs> you guys, you guys all need to buy beer later. Apparently. Yeah. I'm excited for that to happen. Well, it says if, I will remind you on your phone. It'd be nice if Google would say, like, you know, mm, can't do that. Haven't you had enough already, sir? Or, you know, like, don't you have already too much beer in your free? I don't know. That nice. would be great, actually. Yeah. Um, the other thing I mentioned was Google Home's routine. So routines are 
when you wake up in the morning, you say the keyword. I won't, I won't get you guys again. Uh, you could say good morning or I'm up. You could customize whatever you want it to say. And then you can trigger it to turn lights on, set the temperature, tell your briefing, your calendar, what the weather's like, all that stuff. Um, you've been able to do that one for a while, but now there's a bedtime one. You could just say the word and then bedtime and it'll, you can have it turn lights down and play some sleep music and you can't have it like lock your doors yet. That would be nice. Um, some of the functionality is limited, but it is there. You can do one that says commuting or I'm coming home and you can have it like broadcast a message on your Google homes throughout your house that you're coming home to let everyone know or send a text message. It's got some functionality. It's kind of cool. Obviously they need to ramp up the feature set so You can really customize all of it, but it's getting there. At least it's there. I mean, they've been talking about routines since at least IO, I think. It's almost a year, and we just now got it this week. Whoops. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, these things take time, obviously. They want to perfect it like everything else. I mean, uh, what was that one I was reading about where these uh, Amazon Echoes are, like, giving off children's laughter, like something super creepy Creepy like laughter. Yeah. Yeah. They acknowledge it. They're apparently going to fix that. <laughs> What kind of bug is that? I don't know. <laughs> you know, that's not something I want to hear in my house. I have no idea. It is kind of uncomfortable when you really think about all the devices you have around your house. You know, and I'm the guy that tries not to go all conspiracy theory, but oh, I've probably got seven Google Home type devices in my house, as well as who knows how many phones and cameras. Somebody's watching me right now. Oh, yeah. Well, just some Google engineers like at his desk, you know, just, oh, yeah, there's yeah, Kellen. Doing there's Kellen. <laughs> just listening to everything he says. He doesn't even know it. <laughs> <laughs> kind of scary. Uh, all right. So we'll just whip through a couple more and then we'll get to trivia. But um, <laughs> if you if you guys have been following the Broadcom acquisition oh, yeah. process of Qualcomm, it's actually been kind of weird and nasty. And it, I'm not really into the acquisition thing. I don't know the ins and outs of it, but a few months ago, Broadcom said, I want to buy Qualcomm. And Qualcomm said, no. And they said, oh, yeah, watch this. And they started <laughs> pushing to do this like hostile takeover of Qualcomm um, where they tried to like get new board members elected to Qualcomm's board that were Broadcom friendly so then they could vote, let Broadcom. It's been actually really sneaky and kind of gross. And I mean, it's interesting. But um, anyways, Qualcomm is just said no 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 or you need to up your bid up your bid whatever you want they, like they've they've had their ideas on how this should maybe take place um people have argued that broadcom taking over qualcomm's terrible because broadcom apparently isn't like the greatest company when they take over companies they do some not so so great things anyways the white house stepped in this week and said yeah no you're not going to do that <laughs> like even if you guys are close we're not going to let you do that um Trump said he released an executive order that said, I prohibit you from buying Qualcomm and you guys need to stop all negotiations, any deals you had in place, anything you were doing that needs to stop right now. And uh, Qualcomm said, okay. And Broadcom actually did say, okay, we will stop. So that's apparently not happening at all because the president just said like, no, <laughs> it's just crazy how that could work. And he, you know, he cited that, uh, same thing with Huawei, basically. National security. <laughs> yeah, national security. We think Broadcom is going to come in and mess with Qualcomm and start spying on everyone. Look, I have no idea. They said they have credible evidence. I'm not going to get in the politics of all this. I'm just telling you this is what they're saying. And this is kind of the same same thing they went with with Huawei is we don't trust them, national security. And they're doing the same with Broadcom taking Qualcomm. I don't know, you know, the, the, uh, the inside baseball there. <laughs> but uh, I... 
Oh, there's a reminder. Um, so, uh, so anyway, that happened. So if you guys were hoping Broadcom bought Qualcomm, it's not happening. Anyway, just wanted to give you guys an update on that situation. I'm kind of, uh, I'm happy about that news because I like Qualcomm. I don't want something terrible to happen to Qualcomm and given Broadcom's past and takeovers and managing assets afterwards and all that, who knows? Who knows what could have happened? Who knows what could happen? Uh, All right. So another random device news. Nest had a big announcement week. Nest Hello, the doorbell. You can now buy that. Uh, The Nest Yale lock that they made in collaboration with Yale. That's now available to buy if you want to buy that. And then Nest also announced finally a thermostat temperature sensor. So if you have a Nest thermostat, you put the little sensor in another room, just like you and your Echo Bee has been doing for however many years. years. Yeah. Nest just got that. So they're like 39 bucks a piece, though. Holy. These little sensors, yeah. Or if you buy a thermostat now, they just will come with the sensor like your Echo Bee did. Um, anyway, so Nest announced all this new stuff. So for smart home people, actually kind of fun. Uh, we found that Lenovo has... Uh, I shouldn't say Lenovo. B&H Photo um, has opened up pre-orders for Lenovo's standalone daydream headset called the Mirage Solo and also their VR180 camera. You can't buy it anywhere else, but B&H had it up for pre-order. I don't know if they still do. I think they kind of jumped the gun a little bit there. Uh, let's see. They want 400 bucks for the standalone Daydream unit. I'm seeing if it's still live. Yeah, it's still live. Um, and for the VR 180 camera, it's really funny. The VR 180 camera, when it was announced by Lenovo, they said it's going to come in priced at under 300 bucks. It's priced at $299.99. <laughs> like they kind of made it sound like, yeah, it might be like $250. No, it's $299.99. Uh, they both have ship dates of May 11th, which is the day after Google I.O. ends. Oh. I'd imagine that probably means we're going to hear a lot about the standalone daydream and VR 180. And there's going to be special sessions and all of that. I don't know if they're going to give them to I.O. attendees, but they'll probably show it off on stage. You're going to go. It's ready. You can buy it right now is my guess. Uh, let's see. B&H Photo also listed um, LG's upcoming Google Assistant speakers for pre-order. So the smart display, which is just like a Google Home with the screen on it, um, LG's version will cost almost 300 bucks, and their assistant speaker without a screen is 200 bucks. So not exactly the cheapest thing. Like we were talking the other day about how 300 bucks for a screen Google Home thing seems kind of expensive. It seems like a lot. I mean, I have Google Homes all over, and I do kind of want to display, but do I really want to pay that kind of premium? I got a Google Home Mini for 50 bucks. A display is it really worth another uh, two hundred fifty bucks? I see that it's going to be a great add-on for my Nest Home doorbell or whatever you know. So if someone's going to ring the bell, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be up in the office. I'm gonna be like, oh yeah, there's FedEx guy, or hey, there's the lady that sells me my um, tamales when she comes by. Um, I I don't know if it's gonna be worth that much money. I'm really hoping that once they launch, maybe next year at CES, we're going to just see a crap ton from companies that can sell them for like 99 bucks or 125 or something, and then pick up one at that point. Because, yeah. you know, I'm I not going to... 200 bucks. 300 bucks is pushing it. Alright, 199 That's as high as I'll go. But uh, that's exactly what I'm going to use it for. It's just so I can really use it as like a monitor for what's going on downstairs, and so I can like access like... Your my, little home security system. Yeah, my little security system, you know, all that good stuff, so... Riggs mentioned still waiting for the NVIDIA Shield add-on. I think he's talking about what we're talking about right now. Like, you spot? can't... Oh. oh, maybe he might be talking about Spot. I, I think what, I'm, I, what I was going to talk about is what you were saying with pulling up camera displays. Uh, right now, you can't say, show me my display on Shield. It'll only do it to Chromecast, which is really stupid. 
I don't know why that is. Maybe they're just waiting to build in something for Android TV, like specifically. It um, must be because I, I mean, I have a Chromecast hooked up to my TV out in the living room and there's a shield hooked up to it. And if I want to pull up a Nest Cam, I it only will do it through the Chromecast there, which sucks because I'm usually in the shield. It would be much nicer if I could do it within shield, but. Uh, I don't know shout, out, yeah, shout out to Lars in the chat who says, oh, hey, it's my drug dealer with today's stuff. Dude, that's my my tamales. It's code word. Like, I don't know. If, <laughs> come no, on it's not. You actually do have a tamale lady in your neighborhood. I know that neighborhood. Yes, I do. I <laughs> love my tamale lady. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I was going to I would give you credit for being code word, but I like you actually do have a tamale because my brother used to live close to you and he used to talk to the tamale. He used to talk about his tamale lady. There's legit tamales. I wish you used a little bit more salt. Other than that, they're delicious. <laughs> so funny. Uh, let's see. Other news. Philips Hue. We're still on smart home. There's so much smart home stuff going on. Uh, Philips Hue announced pricing for their outdoor light lineup. Uh, the stuff's not cheap. None of Philips Hue stuff is. But there's outdoor lighting starting at 30 bucks, And some packages go up to like 300 bucks. It's just kind of expensive. Uh, we're looking at July for that stuff, though. That's far away. That's kind of far, yeah. Uh, and then finally, Fitbit announced their new smartwatch this week called the Versa. And it it kind of looks like an Apple watch, but to me, it looks more like a Pebble watch. And they bought Pebble, so it makes sense that it would look like Pebble. And they put all these bands with it that Pebble kind of had these bands. So I think they're actually... like I think we, I think we all thought Fitbit was buying Pebble to just squash them and make them go away. And they actually, like, looking at this watch, it looks like they took some of what Pebble was doing to make a smartwatch um, in terms of hardware. Uh, the it's It costs 200 bucks. It's obviously trying to compete with the Apple Watch in terms of style and what it can do. Um, there's two downsides I see. Number one is it doesn't have a standalone GPS. So if they want, like this, we're talking about Fitbit, right? There's supposed to be a fitness company. Uh, it doesn't have a standalone GPS. So you have to have your phone with you in order to track anything, which seems ridiculous. Uh, the other thing is they do this thing called Fitbit Pay, which is NFC payments, like their own proprietary thing. NFC chip is not in the normal one. You have to buy a special edition one to get NFC. And also that special edition one still doesn't have GPS. So it has this new Fitbit OS 2.0 with upgraded stuff. It, it looks like a nice watch, but it doesn't have GPS, which seems to just be the worst decision ever. Um, It looks like a Apple watch, but also... So at one ninety nine, I was thinking no G, no standalone GPS. Of course, you know, adding those radios that might cost money. But then you mentioned that the special editions or whatever don't, even with the price increase, still don't have standalone GPS. No, I just don't get it. You know, maybe if they if it was a price constraint thing, then they really should have just had one that offers standalone GPS. Make one that's a hundred bucks more that has GPS. I know it would have probably changed the size of the device and things like that. That's possible too. But come on, this is a fitness like you give like you just said. Give people the choice if they want the cheap one that's a hundred bucks less without GPS. Sure, let them have that. But what about the dude that wants to wear that and not bring his phone all the time with him? You should. You can't release a smartwatch that's supposed to be an ultimate fitness device and not put GPS in it in two thousand. I mean, you should have been doing it two years ago and not this. Let alone this year. Yeah, Brandon mentions maybe it's a battery issue. Totally. Totally possible. I will say Kellen's headline, and I quote, that this watch might be a serious contender. <laughs> Except now in the chat, apparently it doesn't have standalone GPS and he hates it. So, well, well, see, that's the thing, though, is a lot of people probably don't care. Really? I, it, I, I care about the GPS portion. A lot of people, I think. I, people, I, I feel think, like they would care. 
when they work out, they probably are going to have their their phone nearby. And possibly, if you're in yeah. the gym, you're going to have your phone nearby. The only thing is if you're a runner or a biker who would leave their phone behind. I can't imagine there's a, a whole bunch of people nowadays that do that. I think most people, you know, throw a phone like in an armband or a waistband or whatever, just because it's, you should probably have your phone. If you go out running, you should have your phone on you. You could fall. People could, you could get hit by a car. It might be nice to call somebody. Well, unless you've got an Apple watch or a, a gear S three frontier, whatever, and it was a cellular capability and you can yeah, call. See. We just had someone in our chat mention that a Samsung Tizen watch saved their life while they were out on a run, needed help. And they were able <laughs> to call help from their watch. Incredible. Yeah, so there's not that many that do that. And also, you have to pay an extra monthly fee typically to do that. But GPS, sure. anyway, I think most people bring their phone with them. I think it's a contender because the price is right and the entire feature set is there um, outside of the, the GPS. But the price, I mean, what's an Apple Watch? They start at like $350, don't they? Oh, I have no idea. I've never looked. I wanted that Hermes $10,000 Apple Watch, but again, it's out of my price range. Yeah. Uh, I'm on Apple's site right now, and I clicked buy, and it's not telling me anything. Three thirty. They start at three thirty. That has GPS though. Mm. So yeah, why couldn't you fit GPS in and charge two ninety nine? Then you're still undercutting Apple. I mean, now they're really undercutting Apple. But make the not make like you said, make one that has GPS. One of them, anyways. Give people the options. Fitbit Versa. I was really excited at first because uh, you know, I mean, I'm always like tinkering with new watches and stuff. You love it. I just can't do that because the other thing is this is not a scientific measurement by any means, but I always feel like when I was running with watches that didn't have a standalone GPS, they were connected to my phone. The mileage always seemed to be off. Mm. And like this thing, this Garmin Phoenix five, it like has its own GPS. It's made just for working out right and getting a good, it always, you know, it always tells me the same distance and I run a lot of the same routes. It's always like, yeah, you ran. And I know at this point where each mile marker is basically, it never changes. I feel like every time I use an Android Wear watch, it was always different. Like it, it fluctuated each day, which is not really okay. Huh. You, you got to trust your workout watch. So I, that's the thing with this. I don't. I don't know that I would trust it. The accuracy. Some of the comments on that post, if I can recommend anyone, uh, we we wrote this up. Uh, might be a serious contender post over on Droid Life, and there's some great comments on it. And I recommend you all go check them out. Oh boy. They're hysterical. <laughs> Moving on. I'm now looking at them. Uh, that's it for topics, unless you have anything else you want to talk about. Uh, no, no. I see the top comment that you're probably laughing. <laughs> I didn't even mention this, but uh, yes, and we're going to leave it at this comment, but one of the big selling points is that the new Fitbit OS can track um, women's health better, menstrual cycles, all that stuff. And no, I don't know that any other watch really focused on that, so it's potentially a big selling point for women. And I'm assuming the comments probably had some fun with that. And we're going to leave it at that because that's not that's not what we're here to talk about. No, it's not. I was talking about the one who who said it was essentially a squircle because, I mean, that, that it does look just like a squircle. But yeah, I think that I one, called that it was a squircle, did I? You might have, yeah. I think I did. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to look now. Uh, anyways, it is. Oh, yeah, I totally called it a squircle. Oh, thank goodness. Come on, comment guy. <laughs> All right, uh, that's you got any other topics or should we get into trivia? No, we can get into trivia. Is this what we're doing <laughs> when we're getting into trivia? Trivia hype. Trivia hype. <laughs> uh, all right, so trivia is back. Uh, we got five questions again. There's you may want to re- yeah, refresh your feed now. Now would be the time to refresh. Make sure you're that's live. Right. That way you're not. Yeah, when you totally see this, behind. refresh. <laughs> you see the trivia dance, refresh. 
Uh, yeah, so we'll have uh, five questions and trivia. We, uh, If you're listening live and you're in the YouTube chat, you will answer. And the first person to answer that we see answer correctly, they are the winner. Uh, we will then ask those winners to email us and we'll work with them to confirm who they are. Uh, the show replays. Uh, when it replays, the chat is available there. We'll try to confirm if there's any weirdness going on with who you think the winners are. But the basic idea is who we see as the first with the right answer on our screen is who we deem the winner. So even if your screen might show something a little bit different, you're like, oh, no, I got in before that guy. We go with what is on our screen. And so far, ours match up identically to each other. And the replay from last week also matched up what we saw. So, so you know. So, you know, we're pretty confident in the system we have set in place and uh, so we're going to stick with it until it fails us, which hopefully it never does because we're, we're screwed. Are <laughs> <laughs> right, you guys ready? Oh, God, I hope they're ready. So this week, <laughs> yeah, this week's Android trivia is all about Android Wear. I put it out on Twitter. I also put it down in the chat before the show started that I hope you guys were brushing up on your Android trivia knowledge because that's what this whole all five questions will be about is Android Wear, a.k.a. Wear OS. So let's get into it. This is going to be question number one. And when you question number one? when you have the answer, just throw it in the chat as quickly as possible. The first person to answer correctly, we will call out and then we'll move on. So here we go. Question number one. Question number one. Thank you. Yes. In what year was Android Wear released? I uh, will repeat the question. In what year was Android Wear released? Um, Hopefully Wikipedia is right. Well, I mean, I was there. I was there when all this happened. And I can tell you that Technic got it right with the year 2014. Technic. Congratulations. A lot of people with the correct answer, of course. But uh, we're seeing Technic as the first correct response. That's tech as in T-E-C-H space N-I-C-K. Technic. Space. Comma, little apostrophe. <laughs> yeah. Nick. Yes. Tech, Nick. Technic. Yeah. yeah. Good job, Technic. Good job, Technic. We uh, will be in touch. Um, or you'll be in touch. Something. Uh, let's go with question number two now. Question number two. What was the name of Samsung's first and only Android Wear watch? Again, oh, that was, what was the name of Samsung's first and only Android Wear watch? there it is eric ortiz back-to-back winner eric ortiz with the correct answer of the gear live gear live yeah that is correct released in uh 2014 right alongside the lg g watch it's addicting right it is it it feels good it feels kind of good Everybody do this with it. Yeah. <laughs> Eric Ortiz. That's right. Live. Eric, Ortiz. Eric Ortiz has kind of slayed the chat or the chat trivia all three weeks. He's got some great internet. Yeah, he's really he's hard. He's obviously hardwired for sure into some type of central server. Congratulations. Dan Perkins says, I had one. It was huge. It was huge. It was awful. It was pretty bad. It was pretty yeah, bad. That was, so the Gear Live came out at IO with the G-Watch, the original G-Watch, which was just like a black box. But the Gear Live had a little flair to it. It was not good flair, but... Uh, <laughs> it was not good flair. Yeah. Eric Ortiz, congratulations. Let's, uh, let's head on over to question number three. Question number three. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. At launch, how much did the original Moto 360 cost? 
Again, that is at launch. How much the original 360 Moto 360 cost? Motorola's original and best Android Wear smartwatch. Released in late 2014. How much did it cost? Oh, I see. Evan Brown. I see, I see Evan see, Brown. I see Evan Brown with the correct response of 250. 250. Yeah, it was 249.99, but of course we are accepting that or 250, and so we're going 250. Evan Brown, congratulations. I love the we were talking about this beforehand. Was I, I swear everyone thought that was really expensive. And uh, and you were like, no, I think people were surprised. They thought it was going to be like 350 But I think before it was announced, we saw a report that said it was going to be like 325 oh. or something. And people were like, oh, no, shit, that's like too much. And then we saw it was 250 And I, yeah, I thought everyone doesn't. was happy. Although I think everyone re- was really hoping for 199 And honestly, that's... 199 is always the sweet spot for everything. It was like, all the tech in the world, I don't care. 199 <laughs> More. Evan Brown with the win there. Yeah, congratulations, Evan. We like it when we have new winners. Eric Ortiz, your band. Your band. Um, just kidding, of course. Moving on to question number four now. Question number four. Which company currently sells the most expensive Android Wear smartwatch? You don't have to guess the price, just which company. Correct. Which company currently sells the most expensive Android Wear smartwatch? And uh, in terms of the price, it's almost two hundred grand. So, good luck. There oh, it is. Man. Oh no! Oh, people are gonna be pissed. Oh, people are gonna be pissed. <laughs> Eric Ortiz. Not Eric Ortiz too. Yeah. Eric Ortiz in the chat coming in with the correct answer of Tag Heuer. Uh. Not only do they make those expensive mid-range $1,500 Android Wear watches, but they also sell the most expensive, which was around two hundred grand. Yeah, they made uh, like a diamond-encrusted thing or something, didn't they? Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. And that uh, was announced not too long ago. So Eric Ortiz should be fresh on everyone's mind, man. We made a big deal about this. But uh, Eric Ortiz, again, with another win. Uh, someone can ask. Maybe he'll share his winnings. I don't know. This guy. He'll he, share his winnings. Yeah, maybe we'll so just greedy. give it to the guy that's in second place. I don't know. Oh, I like that. Maybe we could limit maybe it. Maybe we only let you win one at a time. We'll I have to like think. That. We'll have to think about that role. Who I have in second was Ben Jacobs, by the way. So Ben Jacobs. All right. Well, Ben Jacobs. Maybe we'll think about this. We'll think um, about. <laughs> yeah. So Eric Ortiz and Ben Jacobs. Congratulations. Maybe. Possibly. <laughs> Um, Eli in the chat is asking, can you or Kellen check Moto 360 question? I'm pretty sure I was first. So Eli, uh, we've had this before where sometimes on your screen, it may show that you were first before the other person, but on our screens, it just shows as who was it for the Moto 360? It shows it as Evan Brown. So there's not much we can do when we go back and watch the replays. We, we try and double check that what we saw is correct and it is what it is. You could be yeah. lagging behind a little bit, uh, and it's completely possible. It's yeah. technology, man. I'm, I'm very sorry. Yeah. So Ready we're going to have it? to move on now. Last question. Question number five. Good luck, everybody. Question number five. Here we go. Which version? I will say this is a little bit harder. Not too hard, though. A little harder. Which version of Android Wear received native uh, cellular support? So again, which version of Android Wear received native cellular support? So when the OS, the platform, got support for cellular sticking in. Oh, God. Here we go again. Tech Nick (laughs) in the chat with the correct answer of Android Wear 2.0. I couldn't even get through the repeat of the question. (laughs) 
Technic. Uh, yep, what Technic. I on my screen as well. Yeah, and then in second place, in case we're going to figure out what we're going to do here, but we have Ty McGee uh, coming in at second place with the correct answer of Android Wear 2.0. Uh, and that's it. So we're going to have to... Will this may be something Kellen and I will have to uh, speak with, uh, speak about and uh, figure out what to do with the. We may, you know, I think moving forward we will have to limit, we'll limit it, to it to one one, one win, per, win week. per week per person. I love I love that idea because or Eric Ortiz literally he's the dude's in my living room and he's he's got all the answers. So you know, as soon as he, no, I'm just kidding. Eric Ortiz on that land, dude, he's just downstairs like suckers. Yeah, Eric Ortiz is killing it. So. <laughs> all right cool well uh, that was our five questions five winners uh so technic eric ortiz evan brown eric ortiz again technic again but also ben jacobs ty mcgee all how many is that five people email email the site uh i'll drop the uh, email right now in the uh oh who was our I'm very sorry. So we we do have Eli was correct. I'm looking back and on my screen, can you confirm for me where Uh-oh. there's controversy already? There's controversy, yes. So Evan Brown is the did have the correct answer. Oh, okay. Eli, this is why, because Evan Brown had not won previously. I'm trying to figure out he he mentioned that he was the second person to have the correct answer. Oh boy. No drama. We're totally fine. Evan Brown, you win your prize. Eli, you were just you were second place, but there Evan Brown had not won previously, so he was quicker. I guess that's hopefully that answers your inquiry. <laughs> There's no drama; everything's good. Life is sweet. anyway. To the winners, email address dropped in the chat. Send me an email. Let me know who you are that you won today's trivia. I'll email you back. We'll work out a way to confirm that you actually are the winner. Yes. Yep. Kellen just dropped it. KellyXAdroidLife.com. And then, um, again, Lars, um, how come the $2,900 watch from Louis Vuitton is not the most expensive? Because Tag Heuer has one that's like 200 grand and it runs Android Wear. They do, yeah. It's got diamonds on it. So I'm very, very, very sorry. I do my best to get these answers right. I mean, how embarrassing would it be for me if um, the answers I'm providing are incorrect? So I try and do my research on it. So yeah, Tag Heuer has a uh, it's a hundred ninety seven thousand dollar diamond encrusted version of the uh, connected. It's actually called the connected full diamonds, which is kind of crazy. Well, there you go. Uh, Riggs Magic in the chat asking if he can get a partas- uh, participation award. Yes, everyone gets participation awards. Just thumbs up. Congratulations <laughs> on being here. You were, I mean, you're part of participation history. Awards, my favorite. Droid life, droid life history, man. Good stuff. All right. Well, uh, thanks for playing once again and tuning in to the live show. If you aren't listening live and you're still somehow listening to the old version, uh, you should join us live. We do it every Friday. Well, just about every Friday. The time does change, but uh, you'll get notifications when we go live, that sort of thing. We always post it around an hour or so early on the site. Uh, I think that's it. We'll keep doing trivia. Uh, I don't think we're going to have a show next week, but we should the following week. So... Yeah, and we may or may not be looking into sponsors. Maybe next uh, we won't be doing Google Play gift cards. We may be doing other stuff. So, just oh, uh, that's right. Yeah. So last week we gave away Google Play credit. We're gonna do the same this week. So if you did win, you are getting Google Play credit. I think that's it. Yeah. I hope I hope everyone has a fantastic weekend. Thanks for joining. Thanks I love for joining you all. us. Watch the NCAA tournament. Oh yeah, and I did download the uh, Chrome Dev application just for Scott Washington. You can stop 
getting on my back about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Peace. Peace.